Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko. Yeah, yeah, the Duke of Hobbies is back. Uh, welcome back, my friends. Hello. Yes, I'm very happy to finally be back. Uh, crazy September is over, and now we are officially into October, and so I have time again. There we uh, go. So what have you been up to since, uh, you know, that month, a little bit over a month since the last time you've been on? Well, I mean, the good news is I, I haven't been out of it uh, just in terms of, as you know, I've been editing most of our episodes and stuff, but you guys have been doing a great job on that end. So thank you again, Chuck and Ryan, for doing such amazing work with you um over the over the month and everything so mm-hmm. but big shout out to chuck for all the hard work he did he and, did say he was going to fight you for that position did you well, beat him up in the back of that you know what i will if, if he starts losing we're going to switch again that way he can keep <laughs> winning because i like watching chuck win in tournaments and stuff oh yeah those every are, time he wins best. we get this uh, chant his name so anytime <laughs> we can chant chuck uh, I'm, I'm all for it but I was dealing with weddings, house stuff, all the fun things. But my house is finally finished under construction uh, uh, with my contractor. And, you know, that's why that's been a lot of the chaos. And then a wedding involving family and yeah. some other prep work that I've been doing, which we'll announce later in this episode, too. Yeah, very so. cool. Very cool. I can't wait to talk about that. Um but yeah, uh, this week's just been actually the last two weeks has been a little bit hectic for me work wise. Yeah. I'm like uh, 110 hours plus um, and then just coming home and then not really having time for much. I haven't really been playing as much Pokemon as I like to. Um, didn't even go to locals this week, uh, which is Ooh, a shame for me. I, I hate missing that. But uh, um, I'm excited to talk about some Pokemon again. Um, but before that, I I. I was hoarding a bunch of uh, booster packs uh, before, you know, future opening. But I felt, you know, yesterday I, I needed to open them because I needed something to make like reward myself after this long week. Um, didn't end up pulling a whole lot. I did get a gold uh, uh, rapid strike energy. So that was pretty cool. That was like the highlight of my polls. There you go. Um, but no, back into the Pokemon. So I can't wait. Nice. Nice. But, but Jake, we are not alone. No, uh, we are so not. This is like, what, what did we say beforehand? Uh, the anniversary episode. Um, anniversary episode. Uh, so this is actually 2.0. Our, <laughs> 2.0. This is our first ever guest on the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. And that is Atrocious Jake from the Metapod. Welcome back, my friend. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. This is the 2.0 version now, <laughs> back and better than ever. There we go. It's almost been uh, exactly a year since you've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we appreciate you coming back on. But how has life been? Because obviously it's been a year. There's probably a little bit of change in your life. Uh, yeah, I graduated with my master's degree in sport management in the spring of this year. So let's go That's uh, awesome. transitioning from school to adult life has been a little bit tough, especially just in like the job market and things like that. But um, just different things getting on in my life. I'm getting way more into like anime mm-hmm. culture oh, yeah. now that I have a little bit more time and stuff. And so <laughs> that has been that has been a real joy. I've, I've really been enjoying that alongside my Pokemon stuff. Yeah. What do you, what what have you been watching? What's the, what's the, what's the latest one or what's the one you're enjoying the most? What have I I not been watching? (laughs) Real question. I mean, the new fall anime season just like literally started yesterday. Right. So there's this, uh, this weekend. And then throughout this week, there's like just tons and tons 
of new things airing, whether that's like uh, second seasons or brand new original shows or adaptations starting. So there's a lot of good stuff. But in terms of like something that I can binge watch, I'm finally getting around to Cowboy Bebop. So that's that's very, very classic. It's a classic. I have not watched it myself, but I know it's so very good. popular. <laughs> so good. I, I usually watch animes and subbed. So mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's Japanese voice acting with English subtitles. But the way that Spike, the main character, one of the main characters in Cowboy Bebop, his English voice actor, I love that guy. So <laughs> I, I've been watching that one in English. Nice. Right. Yeah, that that's one of the, the, especially of the older ones, dubbed is way better in my personal opinion, but. Um, yeah, there's sometimes a good sub is way, is even better. Yeah. So uh, have you been able to ch- uh, check out any of the Pokemon Journeys um, episodes or are I you not really watching those? I haven't really like Pokemon anime is not super yeah. interesting to me. Like it was <laughs> it was great as a kid and like watching some of those like original episodes are real nostalgic and stuff, but it doesn't hold my attention as something like uh like a demon slayer or jujitsu kaisen like mm-hmm. i kind of like the more intense and like uh adult uh animes now very fair, very fair. Sure, actually before we move on as far as like did you watch any of those new star wars ones visions. Uh, I did. the visions yeah those i thought I, those were pretty sick those were awesome. i thought those were really really cool and i think it's some of the best work that star wars has done um, yeah. especially in terms of anime, I think it's the best star Wars based anime ever. And it was so cool. Just seeing all the different production teams make these unique stories that didn't have to be Canon or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And just like yep. really like the creativity run wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's they're, they're, they're sick. If no one, if anyone hasn't watched them yet, I highly encourage watching them. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You can binge watch them all in one in one sitting uh, pretty easily. Uh, yeah. so, it's like 15 minute episodes, I think. Yeah, they're pretty mm-hmm. short, but they're very enjoyable. There's maybe one or two in there that I was like, eh, I could take it or leave it. But the rest of them uh, pretty solid, I think. Yeah. All so right. how how's uh, the Metapod been? Uh, you are also a uh, Pokemon TCG podcaster yourself. So kind of talk about the Metapod a little bit. So uh, I run a weekly Pokemon TCG meta podcast over with Gyroshan. For anyone who knows who that is, we just talk about po- the Pokemon trading card game every week, whether it's the current meta that's going on right now, whether that's product schedules, different things get announced, just like Pokemon TCG news, mm-hmm. not necessarily centralizing in competitive only or, you know, product release only just kind of getting a mix of everything. Cause I feel like a majority of people just, I mean, that listen to the podcast, just love Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's become our style and we're 60, I think we just released episode 65. Woo! So going, going strong and yeah. uh, having fun, even though Sean and I aren't necessarily playing as much because we got other things going on in mm-hmm. life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we still love doing it every single week and we still have a bunch of great news every single week. And hopefully with PTCG live coming, it kind of, yep. kind of sparks something a little bit. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I know it's sparking something in me. I uh, hopefully uh, for, you know, for Nick as well. Uh, I know I can't, wait to listen to your 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 take even just beforehand but after it comes out you and sean just talking about it um and you guys are very enjoyable to listen to so um even though you're 
a competitor of ours. Let's air quote that. Uh, I don't think. I don't, I don't think. Still, I don't <laughs> consider competitors. I think we're all complementary to each other. I, right. Yeah, that's opinion. kind of where that's I how trying, I see it. That's where I was trying to go. Uh, go to, but uh, I think but, I think it, I think it is guys. funny, like with the Pokemon, and like there are there are like games and stuff that do get to that point where they're like, no, you need to listen to us, not those, you know, yada yada. Like even, yeah. we have like a running gag with FT, you know, FTK all the time, mm-hmm. but like it's it's we all really just enjoy the game and like you know the collaborations the stuff that goes on you know you coming on here and stuff it's just so much fun because you know it, th- we, we do all hit different regions of you know yeah. where we talk and stuff and everyone loves hearing just enjoys all the opinions and stuff too so it's like there's i i, I me personally i like you said it's it's all we all kind of working together we all have different tones of the game and the viewpoint so it's a okay. really neat aspect of the pokemon tcg content creators mm-hmm. yeah very cool hey do you want do you want to get into one of our new segments here yeah i get uh, the first time i'll ever be doing this <laughs> all right all right so since i'm uh since i'm the professor here uh we're going to start off with uh, this week's trivia uh, and hitting up, we're going to go back to some basics. I know Chuck has been hitting some really fun, uh, clever ones, but let's, let's actually look at the game in a fun light. Um, okay. all right. So your opponent has Dragapult since Dragapult's everywhere. I decided to go with this and does max Phantom, I believe the attack is whatever it can be. The 130 can, and 50 damage. Correct. The damage. So it goes to put the 50 to the damage. Um, and you have only one Pokemon in the bench, and the the Pokemon that it's going to put the damage on has uh, attached to it Rocky Helmet from Vivid Voltage. Does Dragapult take two damage counters for the attacking Pokemon? No. I don't believe so because it's only from it's only when your Pokemon is in the active, right? And it's taking damage from an attack, not an effect. Yeah, it's, it's not an attack it is an effect so I correct would say, yeah yes both Can't of you get that by me i'm a dragon no. player buddy. i know i know i thought that'd be kind of fun no yeah it um uh it is it's one of those cards rocky helmet i know like no one's really going to be using it or anything but again it's fun to people are attacking the bench like crazy right now and i saw some people are like rocky helmet will help with that and it's like no it's not <laughs> let's remember always read the card in full if you had a sky field out there or or something like that or was it the the hood uh in expanded um yeah those block it but uh right yeah. <laughs> right we right no there right are there are cards standard. there are cards that doesn't matter if the if pokemon is in the active spot or anything but you yeah. also gotta read like it's also from attacks um because i i seen the one of the new trivia questions is if you take a uh burn damage to, and you have rocky helmet equipped does the and you're in the active spot does the attacking pokemon take the damage and the answer is no again because it's 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 from the active att- the opponent's attacking pokemon it has yeah. to be damage from the attack so all right uh we fun little it, trivia we aced it <laughs> yeah you guys you're on point, but now let's go to the random Pokemon uh, of the day. The random card mashup. Yeah, so let me, I'm going to use my high-tech dice system. <laughs> All right, so, and then I got a roll for the set. All right, so we're going to set number seven of Sword and Shield, which is Battle Styles. 
And then card number 25. All right. All right. So card number 25 is Embroar, Single Strike Embroar from Battle Styles. Uh, it has the ability Fighting Fury Stance. Your single strike Pokemon's attacks do 30 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon before applying weakness and resistance. Is this, do you guys try to put, play this or is it Binder Fodder? This is Binder Fodder, in my opinion. Why? I, I would agree, but I'll let Jake start with So one, it's a stage two, right. which is kind of, I mean, it's getting better. Like we have a lot more stage twos in format right now, but when you look at single strike as a whole, like obviously you want to build a single strike deck. Single strike already has uh, damage modifiers with the single strike energy and you're already using an evolution line with Houndoom, right? Because Houndoom is able to get those energies onto the field. And it's just, you combo that with like the Umbreon VMAX. It's just, you don't have enough bench space. <laughs> I would agree. Uh, yeah, you're already getting the damage modifier by the energy, like you said. Um, so you want those Houndours, Houndours out there. Um, too much bench space, a little bit of clunkiness. Um, I just don't think it fixes numbers because you're already either two-shotting or one-shotting depending on uh, the Pokemon, your active attacking Pokemon. So I would say definitely not even just binder. I think it just goes in your bulk. <laughs> I do think though it's a cool card and I wish it did get like more play time and more viable, but maybe if you see some like, maybe if people start doing again, the, uh, the like abstract formats where like certain cards are banned for mm -hmm. standard format and stuff, maybe like, it becomes more viable then, but I, it, it's, I like, I like Embor though. It's a cool card. Yeah. It, it's, it's frustrating in my mind because it has such a bad attack for it too. Like it just like, you're, Oh, you're only going to use it for its ability. Cause you have to get four energy on it to do 130, obviously 160 with its own. And if it's any single strike, so you could put big numbers through it, but way too much work to get to that point. Um, the only no. time I can ever consider it is before more battle styles was out. Uh, you you could have done, uh, you know, what's his name? Mustard single strike style. And mm. that would be the only way you kind of play this guy. Otherwise, That's a Josh it, Hatter idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it, I mean, a lot of people tried to do that. Like you could do that. But at the same time, like now you're just clunking up your deck with like two of these. And, and then maybe all you use is the dark tower to discard them. So if you're just discarding them anyways, yeah. why are they in your don't, deck? Don't make your deck worse by having one bad card to add <laughs> another bad card on top right. of it. Right. I will so. say, though, if you wanted to continue on that idea, it got a lot of bit, it got a lot easier with Chilling Rain because of Galarian Articuno V right. being able to just like discard cards from the hand. Um, so having that plus like the Galarian Meowth and maybe a couple other different cards to help make that number better. It'd be way easier if there was like a Tapu Lele in the format though. That's like what right. would be missing if there was like a Tapu Lele-esque ability. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, that would be, that'd be kind of neat, but uh, for only 30 damage, if it did 60, that would be, that would be maybe more enticing to me. I mean, but. we do see Ludicolo out there helping out the Suicunes and the Zacians. 
um, which are stage two, but those that was Ludicolo does another hundred. So yeah, right, that right. is, and it's any just, Pokemon yeah, exactly. So it's not as restrictive, and it does more damage. So Ludicolo, I think, is just a better Pokemon at what it wants to do there. Yeah. All right. Well, um, with that, uh, we will jump to our Whimsy Watch then. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to the Whimsy Watch. This is our for gaming, but you can call me Ryan. It's time to call myself out from two weeks ago. I said that this meta was solved. Well, I couldn't be more incorrect. This week proves that I was so wrong about this meta and just how much it fluctuates. With that correction out of the way, onto the decks that performed the best this week. Coming in at number 5, we have Leafeon and Teleon. Leafeon and Teleon showed up with 8 instances in the top 8, earning its number 5 place in the best performing decks. Number 4, we have Suicune Ludicolo. With 9 instances in the top 8, Suicune Ludicolo solidifies its consistency and power within this meta. We had a tie for 2nd place, starting off with Umbreon Urshifu. Umbreon Urshifu hits hard with 10 instances in the top 8, proving to us that you don't need Inteleon to win games if you just punch your opponent in the face hard enough. Tied with Umbreon Urshifu, we have Ice Rider Inteleon with 10 instances in the top 8. Ice Rider Inteleon is a very consistent deck that speed is second to none. Number 1, Dragapult Inteleon. Well, well, well. Number 1 again, Dragapult. I don't feel like there's any more to say about this deck. It seems that making your opponent's abilities not work and sniping their only ways to find answers to your disruption is kind of good. That's it for our best performing decks of the week. Let us know on Twitter at WatchWhimsy and at RY4Gaming what version of Sylveon that you enjoy playing. Now onto the decks that took home the gold. This week we only had one deck that won more than one tournament. We had Ice Rider and Teleon winning two tournaments this week. Those being the Yosefi Season 3 number 4 and the Chill Series number 49. The other decks that won this week were Jolteon and Teleon, Urshifu and Teleon, Leafeon and Teleon, Dragapult and Teleon, Sylveon, Suicune Ludicolo, Umbreon Urshifu, and Shadow Rider Alcremi. That does it for this week's Whimsy Watch. Be sure to join in on the roundtable discussions on the Discord every Wednesday at 5 p.m. EST for the most thought-provoking discussions and the best debates. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers, and back to the podcast. Hey, Jake, it's time to go into our news. Yeah, so there's a little bit of news today. Um, it's kind of been a, a light week again um, after the announcement of live a couple weeks ago. Um, but first and foremost, let, let's uh, let you lead it off with the whole charity event you wanted to talk about. Yes, uh, I'm finally announcing, uh, since I'm putting together teams, and I'm, uh, it's finally coming to uh, uh, ahead here, but... On March 26, uh, in the Pittsburgh area, a IRL tournament called the Claire Yelena Championship um, for the benefit of Camp Souls will be happening. Uh, so if you are in the Pittsburgh area, uh, there will be more news and stuff about this coming out. But yeah, this is a charity event that my spouse and I are putting together and running uh, ourselves. Uh, we're very passionate about this because it's... Um, 
it's in honor of my grandparents. Uh, and also it's going to be benefiting a great cause of the camp souls out here in uh, Western PA, which allows a, you know, kids from all over the, you know, actually pretty much all over the world, but mostly focused in the Pittsburgh area, again, to be able to experience outdoor, um, uh, have outdoor experiences and get outdoor knowledge uh, in a way that they couldn't because the camp eats the cost for it. And mm -hmm. so our goal is to send at least one kid to camp this year uh, from this event. Uh, and hopefully we will have as many people who can want to come out and play a big old Pokemon tournament uh, safely, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, so I look forward to seeing everyone who can make it, but don't worry. If you can't make it, I am still in the talks and working on a way for an online one run by someone. So uh, stay tuned for those. If you, you know, one, if you don't feel safe to do an IRL event, but two, um, you know, if you don't live close enough to us, uh, you know, please stay tuned for that because uh, I don't want to leave anyone out. Uh, and that's the main thing. So uh, again, it's, it's for an amazing cause uh, that, uh, you know, just does a lot for the community as a whole for sure now i think that's super awesome of you and your uh, your wife to um get that kind of set up um and then if we can you know have our money go to a good cause and get mm -hmm. to play pokemon uh always a good thing so um yep. thank you for that and yeah we'll stay tuned for more details i'm sure nick will link uh uh, you know, any links that needs to be uh, there for, you know, the charity event for the signups and, yeah. and donations. So, yeah. Oh, and don't forget, uh, if you do show up, there will be plenty of prizes for those who actually do get to participate uh, and plenty of raffles. Again, all 100 percent of the money that raised will go to the charity uh, this year. So, you know, it's just it's kind of neat because you could still walk away. We had last uh, the one time for one of our charity events, someone walk away with a guitar. So oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's awesome. All right. So let's get back into some Pokemon news. There really wasn't a lot of news. Um, I do want to kind of just go over that celebrations cards and uh, promos and all of those were revealed. Um, so, you, I mean, there's not a lot new in here, at least from what I see. Uh, but um, are you guys looking forward to any of these cards as far as a collector or for gameplay purposes? Um, what, what's your feelings on, on the Pokemon celebrations uh, set as a whole? I think Pokemon celebrations is kind of a really good follow up to what like Hidden Fates and Shining Legends I believe mm -hmm. was did because um, ever since like the pandemic, especially you know, the retro market has boomed in popularity, you know, people mm -hmm. trying to find base set stuff, Neo Genesis stuff, like all of these old, old, old cards that have just spiked in terms of price and whatnot. And I think this scratches the itch for a lot of people of like, you know, I can't afford to buy a base set <laughs> booster box, you know, like that's well out of my price range. But You're what if saying I got you don't some... have a thousand dollars or thousands of dollars just laying around? Well, even if I had thousands of dollars, it doesn't even cover what it is pretty much. But, <laughs> you know, like I can get with celebrations, like I can feel that nostalgia of some of the cards that I opened up as a kid with like getting a Rockets Zapdos reprint from the celebration set, you know, or maybe the uh, Cleffa from the uh, more Neo days. 
So it's it's really, really cool of the different stuff that they've reprinted. They've reprinted a lot of popular cards as mm-hmm. well. You know, even like in the black and white area, you know, the first full arts, the Reshiram and Zekrom mm-hmm. um, and just some of the more popular cards of the day that not only have value in terms of collectors as memorable, but also some of the like more competitive cards that were really, really cool, like Mewtwo EX. You know, there's yeah. a whole like era of X-Ball Mewtwo Wars, where like everybody just played X-Ball Mewtwo with double colorless energy in their decks because it was so good. Um, so there's just so much like cool stuff in there. Like I, I don't think I'll be able to get a lot of it because mm-hmm. it's going to be expensive and it's going to yeah. go out fast. But I think this is a really good follow up to what they've been doing with these yeah. like holiday sets. It's better than Champions Path. <laughs> oh, for I, I think anything than Champions Path. <laughs> <laughs> but good points there. I don't think I'm going to get a lot of this as well. Probably just the Dragapult box uh, set, um, and maybe just some random cards if I if I stumble across it. But I'm not going to be dumping a lot of money into this set. Um, but as far as like cards you can pull, is there any if you do get your hands on there that you're really wanting to pull? Um, personally, I would really want the Professor's Research Professor mm-hmm. Oak Full Art. I have. I collect all the full arts of supporters. It's my favorite type of card of all time. And so getting one, a new one with professor Oak just looks so good. And it, it it just, my love of full art supporters again comes in. So if there's one that I want to pull, it's going to be, it's going to be that one. Oh, I think I sentiment that as well. Um, Do you feel that though, that this card uh, will be like ridiculously priced. So, like, if you if somebody was trying to buy singles and try to buy this, uh, where do you think that card is going to land? Um, so it's kind of weird because, like, in the past with hidden fates and shining fates, the base set cards of those sets because those sets mm-hmm. kind of have two things it has like a base set and then a shiny vault. Mm-hmm. The base set cards are usually pretty inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if you look at Giovanni's Exile. Uh, Jesse and James, like those cards, especially upon release, those mm-hmm. were dirt cheap. Like I remember Giovanni's Exile when I bought it was like a 60 cent near mint oh, card. Um, so I think especially because Professor Professor's Research already has two full right. arts yeah. on top of that. Like it's or not two full arts. Not it has two, one two, full two art already, but a bunch of different supporters mm-hmm. already. My apologies. Right. Um, so I don't think this card is going to be like super, super expensive, but once you get to like the, um, the Pikachu V maxes, yeah. you know, the flying, the serving Pikachu V max, or like the, the shiny Mew card, <laughs> like those are just going to be ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Good luck getting those. <laughs> You're yeah. going to have to be uh, willing to hash out a little bit of money there. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to pull that, that uh, gold Mew. That's such a pretty card, but I don't see myself uh, shelling out the money to pick that guy up. Yeah. I mean, personally, out of uh, like the one I see that I would want to use and play is Mysterious Tail Mew. I know a lot of people want that one too. So um, that's for competitive play purposes or just even play in general. Like that's the one I see most play out of for current standard. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, like, yeah, these are, these are some really cool looking art cards. Uh, you know, just again, they they hit it out of the park when they do this kind of stuff. Mm, um, sure. And 
it just you know there's like if i could just get like a pack that would be <laughs> more than enough for me because it'll be really cool but <laughs> um it's yeah it's just one of those ones that uh all right well maybe i'll try and buy a single of Mew, and that's about it i'll definitely i'll definitely like shovel out the money to get the pikachu v union the one with oh, okay. the yeah. all the different Pikachu's on it. I think that's. I mean, that is probably the only jumbo card that I would like actually buy um, <laughs> out of my own pile. Like usually, when people get jumbo cards from like TCG player, they're thinking they're buying the regular cards, you know. But this one, I would actually pay the jumbo card for because I think it's just such a cool card. It's such a cool box and historic for the Pokemon trading card game. So that I I definitely want to snag that. For sure, it's funny you said you you would buy the the large uh, the large card of it. Um, kind of side tangent here, but I was on Twitter this morning and Jake Gearhart uh, was buying a set of shiny Dragapults and he was wondering why they were so cheap. And then he gets the box and then they're all the jumbos. He's like, I was wondering why they were so cheap. <laughs> so always make sure you're buying the small cards if you think you're getting a deal, a deal there. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Buyers beware. Yeah. Buyers beware for sure. Um, but I guess the last little bit of news, again, I was stro- scrolling through Twitter and I saw actually you, you posted this, Jake, or retweeted it, um, that that uh, Pokemon Play is uh, is a fo- uh, is opening back up again here in a couple different regions. We got Chile, the Czech Republic, Denmark, France, uh, Malta, and Uruguay. Um, so uh, good steps in the right direction, you know, uh, that Pokemon's looking to start some, you know, at least local levels kind of a kind of a thing but it's one step in the right direction so i think it's worth uh noting for sure yeah i think i mean pokemon is always eyeing this you know especially Mm -hmm. the last year and a half you know we've always had to take it pretty much day by day Mm -hmm. you know worlds were planned the last two years and then canceled you know Mm kind of getting close towards like uh beginning summer type deal just saying like nah, we just can't have it happen so yeah, um, it's it's again nice that we're going in the good direction of as long as it's safe. You know, I'm I'm not in any rush to try to get back in. You know, Pokemon's always going to be here. And, sure. you know, whenever it's ready and whenever the world is ready, you know, let's let's go into it. But I think it's good to gradually bring these events. They're not trying to just go. All right. Championship yeah. points coming back and we got league cups and stuff. No, no, no. Just just go ahead and meet. We'll see how this goes. Slow and steady for sure. Um, and yeah, I, we need to be safe. We got to make sure. Um, but I think this is a good segue to start talking about uh, PTCG Live because there are some speculations that there might be some CP in that, maybe. Um, we don't necessarily have to go into speculations now. But um, um, but yeah, just with, with the whole worlds um, and just trying to get the community together with a new improved app uh, ptcg lives coming and we haven't really got to get or i mean we haven't got uh, the duke of hobbies take and i know you've talked about it on the meta the metapod um but let's let's talk a little bit about live and kind of your feelings on the app uh, in general go ahead just say that i think ptcg live is going to be the best thing for that the pokemon trading card has gotten in terms of online content since the release of the regular PTCGO? I tend to agree. Um, what what are some of the, the high points where it makes you feel that way? So I think, first of all, just moving on from Direwolf Digital, like I'm sure Direwolf Digital, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't know about and that were out of their control. But now that the 
Pokemon trading card game live is in-house at the Pokemon company. There's going to be a lot more focus, I feel, on it. There's going to be a lot more changes that get made quickly in terms of updates and cool new information, right? It doesn't have to go through another uh, corporation or system or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that'll be really, really good. And then also, I think for the free-to-play players, it's going to be really, really nice because instead of having to shovel out 80 packs to get a playset of Umbreon VMAXs right now on the trade market, I can just dust my 87 reverse <laughs> hollow quick balls that I don't want because I hate <laughs> reverse hollows. And then I can trade that in for one Umbreon VMAX or whatever. So I think the dusting system is really, really good, yeah. um, especially if you take out the trading. I know a lot of people are mad about tr no trading anymore. And I know there are a lot of people that have really great collections because of trading and stuff. But um, I think just overall for the average player, this is an incredible step in the right direction. I mean, you have Magic and Hearthstone doing stuff like this, and it's mm -hmm. worked out really well for them. So it's i'm glad that pokemon has taken notice and moved on to it so Nick, right. you kind of had a little bit of a, a a little stutter there when it came to him talking about the trading and dusting what what is your feelings about the trade system oh um, i'm, I'm getting rid thoroughly, of it, the dusting um, yeah and, and I, I, removing trading. i'm thoroughly excited that it's going away because it was it was a bad system with good intentions yeah um you know i think they wanted to you know allow players to have that ability to be like you know what i'll trade you this you know emperor for that rocky helmet you know like yeah sure mm -hmm. they'll do that but they allow trading a packs and that was the big mistake on the trade market for them because packs were the packs only thing were, people yeah, trade for the the yeah. currency for sure right there was no other type of trading going on and i think that was always the the biggest mistake for it um but overall i mean this is ideally what, you know, these companies have been wanting to do for a while, you know, like uh, the CCG model, which is what live is. It's the, it's, that's what it, it is. And it's a great model uh, for free to play players, for people just trying to explore and learn the game. Um, and, and for long-term players, I think we're all going to get a decent benefit out of it too, because it's going to be like, Oh, cool. My collection now, like, you know, Jake said, uh, you, know, you you highlighted it's like umbreon hmm, i could spend 80 packs that i've collected over the while to get it or um now i'll just dust the extra because that that was always one frustrating thing about it you had all these cards you're like i don't know what to do with them yeah you know, at least you're always I, getting value back no matter even if it's a little bit right right like IR, irl play you can get value back on your bulk collection right some mm -hmm. you, you like you know you could trade certain things that way in IRL or you could do a bulk sell um yeah. and, and that's what this is and that's more realistic and the smart thing is Pokemon's now controlling it um you know uh, it's it's one of those things where it's a good model it's a proven model it works really well uh as long as the pay cost for like creating your single cards is yeah. within reason uh that's you know and that's but, that takes time they can always update it they can always adjust yeah. it you know i have i have high hopes for it but i'm also i'm also cautious because i don't think right when the game will come out i'll be one of those players like okay these are the cards i need da, 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 and spend it i have a feeling that first month is going to be so hectic 
that you'll see the market, they'll accidentally update it so it's so low and then everyone's going to buy real quick then and then they'll they'll adjust it again. So uh, just kind of pay attention to that. I went through that with Legends and uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. And so that was one of those things where it's just like, um, okay, well, now this doesn't make sense to, to dust, but hopefully it does. I- I think kind of in general, I know I said that PTCG Live is going to be the best thing for the online community since the release of PTCGO. But I think in general, just having like low expectations, mm-hmm. you know, because I think a lot of people, especially Pokemon people, they just put everything over the moon. Yeah. You know, they think it's going to be the best thing since sliced bread, which I mean, PTCG Live being the best thing does is not super like hard to do. So. <laughs> Right, but I think having like low expectations per se is uh, is so always better. Not saying that it, I think it's going to be bad, but I just don't want to put it on a pedestal before we even get it. Right. So right. I I think it's going to be pretty user friendly for like you said for the new player for the for this established player, um, and like you said, the, it's really about that price point. If it's going to be like four to one or anything like that, um, or lower, hopefully not higher. Um, but I just think it's it's going to be great uh, just for for you to make multiple different decks and be accessibility to any of these cards. Um, in the past, Pokemon really hasn't shown that you know they're they're that kind of company. I've seen it with other games. Uh, you, you know, Nick, you used to play Galaxy Heroes, um, where <laughs> you know yes. it's ridiculous amount of you know they they want you to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on these characters pokemon's never really been that company when it comes to their their games like pokemon um sword and shield you know competitive it's it's basically free to play unless you you know you buy the expansions sword and shield um pokemon goes free to play pokemon um unite i mean there are pay to play aspects but there's not like it's not like you must pay to win uh so i don't see it going where pokemon's gonna be like oh yeah let's go like 10 to 1 on this dust dusting system to um get whatever x card you want to do i think it's going to be fair um and i don't see them kind of gouging their player base well it's more along the lines of it makes a lot of sense for them because they get to take back control of it you know Mm -hmm. like before Right. You wanted on uh, currently on TC, uh, TCGO is you wanted to get that specific card. Okay. It's 80 packs. Let's say again. Um, or, or where, wait, do wait, get, where do you get those 80 packs though? Right. Cause yeah. where, where did you have to get, you had to go to, you either had to go buy them yourself from buying code cards, or you could save a little money and go to some third party vendor and mm-hmm. get them. And I mean, I feel bad for the third-party vendors because they were selling just code cards directly. But at the same time, it's like now Pokemon takes this in-house. If the dusting system is reasonable, which there's a good chance it will be, like you could just buy what you need within the game. You don't have to go any uh, third-party locations and deal with transferring rates and stuff like that. It's just... There you go. You got it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you have the card you need. Um, Like I said, it's a system... it it works and it's it's something that as soon as say say you never really played online before and you decide to get into live and you have a massive collection because you played irl ton you know you'll probably easily get to the deck that you want right away without having to be like here's four hundred dollars to get one card (laughs) uh rather than it's going to be like here's x number of dollars and you'll have a a deck a usable deck yeah Okay, so let's go to the 
the ranked ladder, Jake, um, do you think this is, this is going to, you know, light that fire, like you kind of were alluding to earlier to start playing a little bit more competitively, or are you going to still, I do like the uh, aspect that there is a ranked ladder and a casual ladder, but how's your feelings on the ranked ladder? Um, I'm, I'm trying to keep my expectations low as always, Mm -hmm. but I am curious if it's going to actually be a ranked ladder or if it's going to be what we've had now just slapped on with like a title that says ranked, you know, like (laughs) there's going to be rewards that come along with the battle pass. Right. I mean, we already basically have that in the Uh, ladder in terms of the like ladder step rewards. I mean, obviously it's going to be a little bit different and there's going to be different ladders based on like the premium pass, mm -hmm. you know, the regular battle pass, not buying battle pass, all that stuff, which is okay. That's fine. Like most games now have that type of thing, like Pokemon unite or apex or something like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, again, keeping my expectations low, hopefully it's good. And hopefully like there are rewards like ultra great master, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then based on where you end up, like if you end up in masters or ultra or top 500 or whatever, you get X amount of rewards, you know, X amount of dusting materials, maybe a card, you know, or something like that. I, I, I hope that is my hope. I don't think we have all of that information yet. No, no. no. Um, but ho- hopefully it's on the horizon. I have no insider information, by the way. This is just my <laughs> pure speculation. Right. Sure. I, I can I can say from experience in the past, like the purpose of getting to rank one, right? Uh, typically, everyone's just like, oh, what, what, what happens when you're at rank one? Well, it, it was. Wow. N- uh, no, actually, that's the thing. There was at first it for some games it was just clout and no one liked it. As soon as you like, what was the purpose of going up the ladder? Yes, you're playing better players, but the point was you know, like, uh, okay, they started rewarding people for actually getting there in games. So like Hearthstone and and um and, and Legends and stuff. Like it was awesome to hit Legend rank or whatever Mythic for whatever it is Arena, you know, and stuff, and then you. As soon as you hit into that, you have a whole nother rank set in there and you would, you would fight to get to actually to be the top player there. Because mm-hmm. if you were, man, the prizes were really good. They were amazing. Um, and it made it worthwhile. It, it, it didn't feel like it was a waste of time at all. And so I think that if they're going to do rank ladder personally, they have to have a system in play like that. Otherwise it's going to feel like what it does right now. Yeah. For some people like myself, if it's just to get a full art card or something, doesn't mean a lot to me uh, <laughs> at all. So I'm perfectly, I'd be like, well, I got it. I'll dust it. And then boom, I'll get the other cards that I want yeah. instead. Um, you know, that's going to be the real question. If rank play is worth, it is worthwhile. I'm also wondering if there's going to be like a decay system. So if you don't play for, let's say a week, you know, your, your ranking starts to decay and maybe you jump out of like ultra or great, you know, mm-hmm. or if it's going to be like in unite as well to where, when you hit master, you're, you're in master, you don't leave master ever. You're just, you get in and then the door shuts and locks behind you and you can't get out. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if it'll be like that too. What's the some? I think it's Hearthstone. If you don't play with after season ends, like they they already reduce your rank based on how well you did during the season. And then I believe it is if you stop playing 
you know, it starts hurting your rank uh, in the season. So you, there is there is a decay system, I'm saying. I can't remember if some of the other ones are like that too. But I hope, I hope it incentivizes like, after a season ends, then you're resetted to where you should probably be at in general. Yeah. Some people, some people only get to certain ranks just because they've played thousands of games and not. Yeah, I mean, like Pokemon Ma- or Pokemon Unite is like once you hit Masters, a lot of people just like stop. <laughs> right. like, I know, you, I know, I did. You see, like when you hit Master Ball, you just like stop because you okay, you made Master Ball rank. Like that's, that's it. You maxed out the rewards for that season and that's, that's all folks. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. That that's, that's what I'm talking about when it comes to rank ladder, even when you get to master have the subdivisions in there and make those prices even that much better. It goes, it goes such a long way and it makes it so much more enticing and make it more than clout because like, I, I think I hit 10, 10th in legends once in one of the seasons yeah i was 10 i had just won like i had to play at midnight like i'm playing (laughs) which was the cool part because you're playing and if you're not playing by the time the clock ends then you're you start seeing your rank go down and you're like okay i want to keep playing other legends at this time and hit my rank and then boom i finished like 10th and when i finished 10th it was just a massive amount of support and it was so rewarding um but again if they don't do that you're gonna have what you have with unite you get to a certain point and you're like cool i think i think there will be more towards the ladder like you were talking about where um it incentivizes you to continue to play and, and maybe not just hit that one spot and then just and just kind of call it quits from there so uh jake a question for you uh atricia jake uh the do you believe they will do uh some improvements not only like we already see a crazy ui for it but do you think they'll do improvements for content creators in this in live at all or are they going to ignore content creators with it um i don't think games should like overall i don't think games should really adhere or style their game to content creators because if you it's such a minority Mm-hmm. of the player base so like e- even if you know you consider the demographic of content creator including their viewers like uh all of tricky gyms viewers celio's network azul like all those people that's still a minor fraction of the entire player base so i think what they're doing right now is perfect to where they're sending product to Pokemon content creators. They're acknowledging Pokemon TCG content creators. They're saying, hey, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Here's some cool stuff for you to promote. I think that's what they need to be doing, and they don't necessarily need to be doing it in-game. Like, Mm -hmm. having a ranked ladder in general, if it's a good ranked ladder, like kind of the ideas that that you all have been presenting, like, if it's like that, that is more than enough for content creators than we have got in the like last thousands of years. So <laughs> I, I think that's really the extent of what they should do. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't think they really need to do anything that like is direct, like on the client, like, Oh, content creators, click this tab. Like yeah. I don't think okay. they have to do anything like that. I think that would just hurt or just be excessive per se. And just yeah. a, too small of a fraction. Oh, that's that's a very fair point. No, that's that's um, really fair. I I think that's a a really great look at it. Um, because again, it's not. 
I like that. It's not for content creators. It's for players. Yep. So that's that's a great way. Of, that's a great attitude on it. Okay, so I want to get into a little bit of speculation here. Um, as far as when do you guys think PTCG Live will drop? Um, I tend to think it might actually be um, at the drop of this ladder, after, after this ladder climb is done, which actually, if uh, as of recording, it's not over. But when we post this, it will be over. So I think it's coming rather soon. What, what do you see? What do you guys think? Well, I know in the press release, they said that PTC Live will release before the end of the year. So it's going to be it's going to be in 2021. But I don't think it's released on. I think it's I think it's beta testing on mobile first in Canada. So I don't think that's even done yet. So like you have to do that and then you have to evaluate all the people that played it and then you have to fix certain things. And I I think that just takes time. I know a lot of people are rumbling about the release of Fusion Strike, which, in my opinion, would make a lot of sense. It seems a little soon for me, in my opinion. You know, just based on the information that we've had, we've only really had like one trailer, like makes me kind of nervous to get it out so soon (laughs) because I would rather delay it and have like a perfect release rather than an unfinished product. Lining it up with a set release like makes a ton of sense. Like that's when the most people log on to the client anyways. So having it on that launch would be really, really good. Um, I just hope it's ready by then. But yeah. So the reason I say by the end of the ladder, um, which I, I do realize sounds kind of crazy, um, is <laughs> that that they want to get the bugs out before the the um, you know the next set drops. So if there are any issues, you know, as I get testing, um, that that's done and out of the way by by the time uh, it drops. Because if they do drop it, like just say within a couple of days of the set dropping or becoming legal. Um, it seems like there may be issues, you know, that pop up, you know, when anything just kind of launches um, that might not have been foreseen. So then those bugs wouldn't have been dropped. So that's kind of why I'm going, you know, a little bit off the rail. I do realize it sounds a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. I just think I, it's I, too soon. Like I'm not a, I'm not a software guy or like a, a dev in yeah. any way, shape or form. Like I barely know how to turn my computer on, but like, well, I just same. feel like it takes way more time. Then, well, they've been working uh, on know. it for for years now. Uh, well, yeah, here, but so. like I just I just especially because the beta isn't really like out yet in terms of the people on mobile. Like I just don't I just don't see it happening right. so soon. It just the, fusion strike makes me nervous. Yeah. Well, what about you? The, Nick? the beta the beta will probably drop halfway through this month of October, um, and they're going to try and line it up with there. So but we will probably see. Based on how the beta goes, which I think the beta is only supposed to last a week, if I'm correct, it might be a week or two weeks. That's it. Mm. Um, but essentially, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna. Then I think once the beta is done, it's probably a week after that, and that's the last week we'll have with PTCGO. Yeah. And th- all right. That that's when when we kind of have an idea because someone's gonna leak it when they probably shouldn't be about the beta um we'll know that the beta is live canada's playing it everyone's jelly um (laughs) and you know i think though that even then like i don't think pokey even if it is leaked and somebody sends like images to pokey beach i don't think they're gonna i don't think they would like post it 
I don't think Poker Beach will. I'm just saying it's it's someone. If Poker Beach is smart, they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but someone's going to leak it somehow, and if it, 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 I mean, like Twitter and social media will be the easiest way that it gets around. I bet it. I bet it gets shot down real quick. I hope it does because they should keep it down because it's going to be bad. Like anytime these releases happen, it is a always a nightmare, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. And that's just that's just how software goes. You you don't get to do stress testing like you do until you have a beta like this. Um, so, uh, you know, again, uh, it, it's one of those things where having having being part of a, a beta play test for an event like I, I did for DC Universe, um, which was a lot of fun. But like, yeah, you just like don't get, you know, just expect a bad thing. And then they actually I think they actually called it alpha testing because when it does go live, it's going to actually be declared beta testing because mm-hmm. then we get to really break it. Uh, so that first month, which will probably be in November or as of late December, because they are going to hit that time frame, um, will be a nightmare. So get ready to log in and hopefully you actually get to log in. And probably that's all you'll get to do for the day because it will break everything because your collection has to transfer over. Everything has to be set up. Right. And, uh, and I'm nervous and it, about that, though, with the collection, especially uh, because it's, I believe they said it's going to be live uh, uh, on, um, online goes down when for like it will be already off before live goes up. So it's going to be gone. So you're, you won't be able to play in between. It's just going to be down no, for, that's- for whenever they said, whenever you log into live is when you, all your collection ports over, or there is going to be a little bit of a period where you can play PTCGO from what I thought, from what I heard. I, I, I thought, I thought I read it where it's, it'll be on, but it could be wrong. Either, Either way, way, point is point is you're going to, it's going to be rough. <laughs> um, so it, it will be, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, but I know, think the overall sentiment is hopeful. we're all hopeful um, yeah. that it's going to be good. Uh, keep your ex- expectations a little bit low, but I think it's a little hard because we're all excited, all been wanting this new, uh, new. I, I think the main thing is we're all just excited to play it on our phones. At least some of us I'm who haven't been over. able to. <laughs> I hate yeah. mobile games. I yeah. hate mobile games. Uh, so it's just fun yeah. to have on on the side. Like if I'm watching a terrible movie. It's I'll like put this really, on and I'll just play it. It's really good for the game. Like getting a mobile yeah. version is like huge. Like the mobile gaming industry is just massive. So there's yeah. going to be a huge influx of new players as well. And yeah, like it's super, super good. I'm just, I, I hate mobile games. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree. But I think, I think Pokemon, the card game plays well for card games in general, just do well. And it'd be finally time to have a card game. That's not Hearthstone. Um, that's actually updated regularly on mobile, which will be, that's my most excitement. Cause like I will crush a lot of people at two o'clock in the morning while I'm <laughs> supposed to be asleep playing on in bed on my phone. <laughs> I didn't even think about that guy. I'm not, I'm never going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's kind of get away from live here. Um, we do have Jake on from the meta pod. So let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the meta. <laughs> it, it it is, uh, you know, kind of like the Wild West out there. There is a lot of viable decks out there. Um, and I want to get Jake's take first, but uh, also I want to get Nick's taste, uh, takes on some decks that you've been playing that you find um, fits in pretty well to the meta right now. So I haven't, I haven't been able to play a ton just because I haven't been able to get like a ton of the new cards. But I think 
the idea of all of these older decks coming back like Intel or I'm sorry, not Inteleon. Inteleon is a great thing. It's somewhat a little bit new mm-hmm. with the quick shooting. But in terms of like bringing back Dragapult, like right. uh, I had I got Dragapults, you know, when Rebel Clash came out and yeah. the, I, I've had them forever. But now being able to play newer decks that utilize some of those older cards that came out in like Rebel Clash you know, darkness of blaze, things like that. It's just been awesome. So I've been playing some Dragapult. Um, I like Ludicolo. Yeah. So like Zashian Ludicolo is the one that I've been playing because I don't have sweet coons, but I I just I don't know. I like hitting for eight thousand damage at once. <laughs> and then I haven't been playing it, but single strike Urshifu, you know, is is a personal favorite card of mine. I I absolutely love that card. Um, people who have known me for a little bit no when battle styles came out that was like my card of choice yeah. you know it wasn't ever tier one but now especially with umbreon v max and being able to hit darkness weakness and things like that and dragapult making a uh, jump in the meta just makes it incredibly viable right now and it just makes me really happy even if umbreon v max is super expensive <laughs> Yeah, it is. Umbreon is very expensive, but hey, again, with the trading system, that might go away here shortly. So yeah. there is hope for sure. But how about yourself, Nick? What have you been playing in this, uh, you know, this vast new meta? Personally, so when I play just the play for fun right now, uh, which uh, again, most most of the time, but I like to play like crazy control decks right now. The mm-hmm. like the Galarian Weezing stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and just because I think it's fun to frustrate some people uh for a little bit there it's just mean uh and then just getting that quick victory because it you know like oh i i booster shaked into glarian weezing and you can't do anything um i i thoroughly enjoy that aspect of it um i think the you know for me though i i agree it's uh the meta is very verse it's a very fun meta actually i mm-hmm. wish there was less intellions <laughs> out there uh and, but i get why the i get why shady dealing i, I mean i mean jake and i we, we we've talked about shady dealing so much on the show um you know we it, it makes sense and it's like i think that's really neat that it's here but it man it's oversaturated uh and but we're seeing stuff that like you see you know a dragapult who is using it um but like you're seeing stuff to counter it now uh yeah. i again what church's shake was talking about with the single strikes i'm I think that's a well cleverly put together single strike deck. I'm very happy about that. I like that it's seeing success. Um, I'm also happy Shadow Rider is down, um, personally, <laughs> compared to what it was before. Dragon is just a better purple deck. Right, right. Um, but I mean, again, it, it's just one of those things. I, I, I am, I, I have been enjoying it. Personally, I've been playing when I'm playing a little more seriously. I thoroughly enjoy Sylveon because I could get those cards. Yeah. Uh, the Sylveon variations, they're just so much fun. I I feel like it's, I think it was, someone said, was it Dez or was it Chuck? That was like, it's like actually playing the uh, the video game. Yeah, it was you, Dez, yeah. Yeah, because it, it does. I, 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 I That struck a chord with me. Um, because I was like, yep, that's exactly right. I fill my bench up. I know that's a risk, especially with Suikin and uh and then Dragapult out there. But man, I love hitting for so much. <laughs> um, or just being having that diverse. And I like this. I personally, my favorite version, it's not the best, is the Blazora Sylveon one. Yeah. Where if, if you're if you set it up properly, 
to just start swinging with Zeoras over and over again because you just hit once and then and by that point it's game over you're taking four prices in a turn and then yeah. it's it's over so a lot of fun uh i personally have been enjoying post rotation quite a bit oh i have to just the amount of decks you even play against it's not like oh i'm just playing against adp right pika rom uh there's you can you know queue up a game on the ladder uh and you don't know what you're gonna run into because there's at least 10 15 viable decks out there uh, right. so it always keeps it fresh so i've been enjoying playing those as well um but you guys kind of both hit on Intellion shady dealing being kind of maybe oversaturated now it does open up uh different op- options for different archetypes but do you feel that it's healthy for the game that there's so much shady dealings i think it's it's fine that there's a lot of shady dealings um because it promotes evolutions it promotes consistency again like it's made these some of these decks more viable but i think more of the issue is that the format is very dependent on going first. Mm-hmm. I feel like a majority of games are won by the person going first, um, which is not the greatest thing. I mean, the meta is much better than it was, you know, a couple months ago, but um, there's still more improvements that need to be on, in my opinion. And I, yeah. I don't mind the Inteleon thing. Yeah, I think maybe if there were a few more um, stage, you know, your basics um, that per- maybe preferred to go second um, right. To, right. to mix up the meta might be a little bit healthier. But I think you're 100% right where it feels a little too good to go first um, in the majority of decks. Um, so I think the way they could do that is get a few more big basics in there. Uh, not not big basics like Picarom or anything like that, but maybe something like a Suicune or Suicune-esque where you know you can get up and rolling the first turn if you're going second um but yeah i think yeah. suicune is probably the only deck that doesn't 100 mind going uh, but that's again depending on the board state too right i mean the issue it's easy to get that first turn attack off or sequence sequin you know the way the deck is built and stuff i think that is very viable for it um but yeah i think the biggest issue i have with Inteleon is not like shady dealings is a great card it's the fact that you keep going with that card you know like the it, it, like you go into all of a sudden you go from let me get consistency to let me put damage output and it's yeah. consistent damage output uh that is almost impressive uh and and that's why that's why you know we're seeing dragapult and the oh, rise of, of that things in there come back and so I think that's part of the issue because it the, it literally just goes, okay, they got one Inteleon down, uh, you know, quick shooting down. Um, all right, the clock is ticked. You know, there's only going to be four more rounds left of the game. That's it. Like, th- like it's one of those, it feels like it's one of those things. So it's weird because we slow, we, you have a slow game leading up to that. And, and as then soon as the quick, it's a, it's a mad dash and yeah. it goes right back to playing tag team style. And that's where I have an issue with it. Most importantly. And there's not a good attacker when they get to the Inteleon stage right now, which it's, it's so rewarding for the Inteleon player, which is good because we should reward getting to stage two. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's like one of those things where, it's not that it, this is the one-time use. Like Ludicolo has that built-in uh, control of the fact that when you play Ludicolo, 
that's the turn that you better be playing to do the attack. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a, after that point, it's a bench killer and you have to be running something that pulls that, that card out of your bench. Um, you know, so like that's where I, I think that they, they thought very well at a certain point and then it just kind of it's kind of a snowball effect for it right now unfortunately for sure um so that being said everybody playing uh suicune or not suicune i'm sorry uh the shady dealings do you think that it, it's just that much more consistent that um cards like chinchino or the new alteria with the orangaroo combination that those cards are not even worth playing um or do you think there there are you know, decks and a lot of, you know, maybe room for those cards to kind of shine in this meta, or you think it's just too outclassed? I think it just depends on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so take like Leon Charizard, for example, like that doesn't run Intellions that runs Chinchinos. Um, you're okay with discarding certain things. You just want to draw cards Right. Whereas with Inteleon, Inteleon's great because you're allowed to grab specific things that you want, which is why it fits a lot of different people. I talked about Tapu Lele earlier being really, really cool and just being able to grab like any supporter that you need. It's that same concept with Inteleon, just being able to grab a trainer card at any point, you know, whether that's a a professor's research because you've got a one or two card hand finding a quick ball or a level ball or crushing hammer even i hate saying that but you like you could grab that and it just provides like so much flexibility and stuff that to why it's like way more valuable and why we don't see like chinchino builds anymore so not saying that they're like kicked out entirely it just depends on like what you want to do per se like if you're going to play a v union deck i think you probably want like more of a chinchino build because oh, yeah, you want to get sure, those right. reunions in the discard rather than Inteleon. Yeah. So I get, right. yeah, I, I agree with that hundred percent. I just, uh, RV unions um, good enough to play, you know, if, if you're being serious, um, maybe, maybe not a still to be debated. Um, but I do agree that chinchino is probably a better engine for that. Yeah. I think I, it, it, Jake, you hit all of the, the notes there on that one. It is really dependent on what you're trying to do. Um, it's just Inteleon is so fast, which is why it makes sense that it's it's being played more. Um, I find interesting that maybe we might see a weird adaptation or things might adjust a little bit when Fusion comes out because you can shut down certain things a little bit easier. There's a lot more control, it looks like, coming in Fusion Strike. Yeah. Um, the way I view it and stuff. So maybe we'll see the adjustment there. And it's again, it comes down to are they trying, are they planning on completely killing it? Which I kind of hope they don't because it's, you know, it's valuable. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, I hope it, I hope it doesn't become continues to oversaturate. Like I, I have the concern yeah. with right now, because it's, it is kind of boring where it's just like you did, you did good setup. Uh, you might've marnied someone. And then next thing you know, they will shady dealings. Oh, okay. never mind. Didn't do anything anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like it's, anything it's that like one stops of, Marnie is a good card. <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, but uh, like that, I mean, that's that weird value. Um, you know, it, it's not, it, it, to me, it's like, it takes the puzzle away 
<laughs> from playing the game like what can i do optimally here and you're like your turn's like well optimally i'm just going to evolve into shady dealings and go from there and then after that i will ping the living daylights out of all your pokemon with quick shooting I, that's that's like where i see it yeah okay i want to talk about one more card uh in the meta i um, mean and, and jake kind of mentioned it uh with crushing hammers um it kind of you know went away for a while and you're starting to see it start popping back up um, do you think that it is worth playing Crushing Hammers in this meta to counter the maybe one or two decks that doesn't like it? Or do you think um, it might be just kind of a little bit too early to jump back on that hammer uh, bandwagon? I think it I think it once again, like just depends on what your deck is trying to do, right? If you have a single attachment deck, you probably want to be able to deter other decks from like having single attachments as well, especially like when you go second, like crushing hammer is almost like a great comeback card because yeah. it puts your opponent a step backwards and kind of really slows down that game or widens the gap between you and your opponent's board state throughout the game. So if you're something like Dragapult, right, that has those single attachments you know, it could really help out, especially with your low damage output to be able to pretty much prevent your opponent from doing what they want to do for one more turn to be able to get more damage counters in place throughout the bench, um, all that type of stuff. So it's it's lot, it's getting more into decks than it was like a month ago, mm -hmm. but it's still niche. It's not like it's not like when battle styles released when it seemed like literally everybody was playing crushing hammer you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think yeah I, that's a fair point going second it definitely can slow your opponent down uh for for me i think i i mean obviously dragapult is one of those single strike or single attach um decks um but most of those decks that are, are seeing the most amount of success um aside from dragapult you know suicune We've got we got that uh, the single strike box. Um, they have like a built in energy acceleration. So I don't know, um, yeah, if if crushing hammers are really going to affect uh, you know those decks. Uh, so I guess it's more of just a feel of do you think Dragapult is you know and other decks you know similar to it with the single attach per turn is you know a good chunk of the meta at the time. And I think right now I don't for me I don't think it is, but um, I I can just from what you said there um that is a, a perfectly good justification of playing it you know going second um it is kind of a comeback mechanic especially going second feels bad right now i mean i i personally believe it's not a great idea to play it right now because it hurts your consistency and you need to be just if you're not running inteleon you need to be just as inconsistent as as a uh inteleon deck yeah. if you are very concerned about energy control one of the better cards right now to guarantee it is fan of waves uh and that's such a good there's so much special energy out there right right yeah. like there's all, almost all of it's being used other than for grass but you know like even grass <laughs> sometimes they're on but the point is it's like oh look i'm facing rapid strike hit him with a fan of waves it's going to trigger facing hound doom single strike whatever you know yeah. umbreon hit it with fan of waves you might not be taking it out but the fact that they can't accelerate the energy because it's in the deck is almost is actually worse for single strike um because they want to play their urns to pull it out and then use hound doom to 
trigger it. Well, I guess no, how you, you put it in the deck, deck yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, so, get, you effectively get more damage counters in play, right? Because they have to reaccelerate right. it. Yeah, yeah. But the the point is, is it, it's it's a guarantee, which is something that is rare. Because you know, last time it was a guarantee. They did discard with special hammer, right? And that was a bad card for the game uh, because it did discard it. And since it did discard it, it people just abused it because it was four of. Yeah. Um, now at least it's going. So like maybe two. Again, it depends on your deck. If you're running octillery, it doesn't hurt to have this in there, anyways. Uh, in sure. my mind, so that like, I. I don't think it's right to run Crushing Hammer right now. I think it's better because special energy used to run Phantom Waves instead. For sure. Okay, so last kind of thing uh, before we yeah, end out here. Um, Fusion Strike is, you know, just around the corner. Do you Are there any de- or cards in that set do you feel um, that will change the meta either, you know, as far as like a meta deck or maybe just kind of like an archetype that... Uh, that is a different like consistency um engine that to, to kind of go away from that shady dealings um anything in there that, that kind of stands out to you um i'm trying to find the full oh i've got the translations of one of the ones that i want to mention is genesect v so fusion strike genesect v not only is a pokemon that's coming that has like a pretty good attack but also has an ability that allows you to draw cards. So it says ability fusion system. Once during your turn before you attack, you may draw cards from your deck until the number of cards in your hand equals the number of fusion Pokemon you have in play, which Mm -hmm. is really, really good. If you find yourself, you know, you have small hands all the time. You have a lot of discarding effects, you know, could be really, really cool. And then for metal, metal, colorless, techno blast, 210 damage. um, This Pokemon can't attack during your next turn, which is, to yes. whatever because we yeah, have switch <laughs> and all that stuff in the format but just being able to knock out v's especially when you have a metal saucer type mm-hmm. card in the format i think is really really cool and so genesect v is one of those cards from fusion strike that i think is going to have a really really cool impact and a lot of really really cool ideas um i don't know if it'll be the best card uh that comes out for it but it's one that makes me really excited. It's one that looks really, really cool, especially yeah. with the uh, power to draw in itself and uh, looks to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that Genesec really kind of reminds me of Suicune kind of a thing where um, it's really easy to get going up, has a really good ability, um, can fit really well into you know an existing kind of archetype, um, either having a metal deck or even kind of a fusion uh, strike kind of deck so i agree that uh Genesec seems really fun i can't wait to get him on the board well he pairs so well with v um, uv max right yeah. like cross cross fusion quick 210 damage boom from Easy. because that's in the bench and then you're playing into the uh the v fusion uh his ability because that's another uh fusion pokemon so it's just it's it's to me i think like that's he's gonna fit so well with mew And it might get even better, like as time goes on, because like single and rapid strike was multiple sets Mm -hmm. that had stuff come out, you know, battle styles and chilling rain. So like fusion strike and then the next set on top of that, having more fusion strike Pokemon available, especially maybe some other support Pokemon like Mm -hmm. Genesect V could be a cool box. Right. Uh, right. And plus, I mean, these battle styles is still getting single strike and rapid strike are still getting Pokemon coming out in, in this mm-hmm. set too. We still got a couple single strikes. I think they're they're tailing off a little bit, 
uh, which might be good, but you know, we don't know how that will impact it. So no, that's a, that's a great pick. Yeah. Is there any other cards, any other cards that you wanted to highlight from fusion strike yourself? Um, not exactly. I mean, you already touched on like Mew V, um, the Smeargle though, I think is the best art. I think that's (laughs) the coolest art. I definitely want that. For the collection, you know, try to maybe get a PSA one of it sometimes. Yeah. I I want your your thoughts on Greedent VMAX. Um <laughs> with being able to take extra uh, I, I know it's a very combo heavy um deck with you know the powerful colorless and the attaching per turn. Um, but essentially being having the ability just to knock out two um, little sobbles um, to take a win seems kind of enticing. I mean, we, we already have this. I'm pretty sure like Stoutland V has that same attack. Right. Where yes, but Stoutland like takes it, one extra prize. V max takes two. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't see it. You know, I think it's just one of those things. It's like, why does this have this? Like, I hate it. Like, if it ever becomes good, I'm going to scream. But I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be that good. I don't think it's going to be played. It's got a fighting weakness, which is not not very cool. Urshifu's like, okay, I'm so glad you are going to be there for sure. Yeah, Yeah, Urshifu, Rapid Strike Urshifu is really salivating with that Gale Thrust. But and then Rapid Strike Urshifu, you just attach scroll and excel a couple energies on it and boom you're able to just knock out yeah i tend to agree i don't think it's going to be super meta um but i think it still can probably be like that b tier to at least make decks respect you know maybe you know that single prize um supporter out there or basic out there so you're gonna get a nice video from little dark fury oh. about <laughs> the wackiest uh greed and vmax builds yeah uh, I'm, uh, I'm calling it now popsicle night he's gonna just drop something that like beats like oh 10 God. people in a row and he's like taking five prizes a turn somehow with greed no uh, I, I i put my money on count the money uh he doesn't put a lot of videos out there but he's gonna make something uh with this greed because he's a huge greedy fan but uh <laughs> yeah i i think it's kind of a fun uh little combo but i in general i don't think there's anything that's going to be like so meta defining that's just going to shake the meta up where we're not kind of seeing the same consistency um or or deck builds i think it's just gonna be wi- wide open which is a, a good thing right can i put, can i put my two cents into one pokemon here that i think will uh For sure uh hoop of v oh yeah right Oh yeah. Right. He fits in so well <laughs> with so many decks. Uh, you know, it, so it's you know, it has the double face ability as long as its Pokemon is in play. It's both psychic and dark type. Um Urshifu does not like this deck. It d- does not like this Pokemon at all. He hits the numbers are good, so he already no- knocks it out mm-hmm. in one shot. It's putting three damage counters on one of your Pokemon. That's fine. You Math don't care concern. at this point. Yeah, drizzle, drizzle, uh, or yeah, yeah, Intellion, um, yeah, things you, as well. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. But it's since it's psychic, right? Like you can run this in Shadow Rider in a weird way, and it's a fusion style, so you can. There's there's going to be some way that people use to attack with this as a counter in another psychic deck too because it's hitting dark you know for that dark weakness it's going to it's going to be one of those ones that goes in and does a lot of annoying things like even probably actually with the mu fusion attack right yeah like hit for one set of indie um 
it's just it's the it, it's it's a good card that is going to be annoying out there for sure yeah yeah you hit you you knock out me v max because with this too so i, <laughs> I think I wanted any to decks check. that i think any decks that play like basic dark energy will probably play a hoopa yeah mm-hmm. um so like anything like the galarian moltres that we're seeing right now that yep. plays like energy switch as well like i think that's probably where we're going to be seeing it most um if it was not two dark energy requirement like if it was one dark right. energy requirement that'd be way different um but i just i don't see it outside of anything that doesn't have like galarian moltres yeah i think it definitely needs galarian moltres with energy switches um but his his uh weakness spread is so vast and against a lot of the big meta decks that currently um mm-hmm. so yeah definitely a card to look out for i think that was a good call nick all right uh-huh. Jake, we, what would, what did you want to highlight? We haven't asked you at all yet today. What have you? What did you want to highlight uh, from Fusion Strike yourself? Was there I mean, something? I know you talked to Greedent. I, I, I do like the Greedent. There's a lot of cards in here. Um, I do like Bolton Vmax. Um, basically, doing what Bolton does now, except he's chunkier and he has a a better early game attack. Um, mm-hmm. With that, with the three colors for what does he hit for two forty? I think two for, two forty yeah. max bolt, oh, two yeah. lightning, and one colorless. Yeah. So with all the energy accelerations with like a flappy engine, that might be pretty fun. So you can early on hit for that two forty, and then late game, um, smack big numbers like we've seen Bolton be able to do in the past, um, or like even Shadow Rider, a very similar attack. Actually, actually, I think it's the exact same attack. Yeah. Um, although it's you know, two thirty on Bolton V Max. I think the card itself says 230. Oh, I think is it, the translation oh, the, the on translation is 240. <laughs> okay, okay. It does, I think that's yeah. To prevent the copy yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. But yeah, so 230. Still uh, good number. Still, still pretty, a good number. You're knocking out, you know, all the Vs. So mm-hmm. yeah, Best Boy just seems, yeah, th- that will be a good deck. The, the one drawback, you know, Urshifus are both still a thing um, and that weakness right. is not a good weakness to have um, but if you hit any other matchup i think it's at 50 50 at worst um so seems like a fun deck to me nice all right well uh i think that's gonna do it for us here today mm-hmm. uh thank you again church jake for joining us uh thank you for having me yeah um and you know as always uh, since you were here with us this whole time, uh, plug away. You know where can everyone find you now? Especially since you were moving on up in the world. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm moving on up in the world. I'm just doing things. <laughs> well, you're entering. You're entering into the world of adulthood. So, you can find a. You can find me on the Metapod Podcast, Pokemon TCG Podcast. Um, you can find us on like Spotify, Apple, any of your podcasting platforms. And then, if you want like a video version, you can go to my YouTube channel, Atrocious Gameplay. Um, the YouTube channel is where I post not only the Metapod, but a bunch of other content related to Pokemon, anime, that type of thing. And then if you just want to talk to us live, uh, hang out with us, just vibe, you can go to the Twitch stream for uh, Monday, Tuesdays and Thursdays in the morning. Just hang out, chill and talk about whatever. Nice. nice. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for, uh, uh, you know, being able to come on and talk to us about a lot of actually still a lot of really neat things that are still going on in pokemon and we really do appreciate it uh but with that i think that's gonna do it so see you everyone next time see you guys <laughs>